G'day everyone, welcome to the Late Switch Podcast. Thanks to Indomie Noodles for their support of the podcast. Sarah Petey is jumping on this week's episode to talk about all aspects of her career. It's been um, one full of uh, ups and downs. There's been a lot of achievements on the field. Uh, recently getting back into the Australian Women's Open team. We'll talk about the journey that it's taken to get back into that team. A long um, break in between drinks there for Sarah. Um, Injuries playing a major part uh, of that, which uh, held her off. We talk about the mental anguish and challenges that she faced uh, recovering from those two major injuries uh, to now again getting back to the peak level of the sport. It's a great story. Um, it, was a, it was a great chat uh, with Sarah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode as well. This is the Late Switch podcast. This week's special guest is Sarah Beattie. Thanks for giving up your time, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So it's been a bit of an uh, interesting time with, with not much such footy going on, but uh, really looking forward to having the chat with you as well, just in terms of um, the aspects of your career. There's been a, probably fair to say some ups and downs um, throughout your career and um, some recent achievements. But um, how have you been finding uh, the, the, the downturn in, in without much touch going on? And we'll probably we'll touch on it to start with, having been recently named in the Australian Women's Open side, which was due to commence uh, in uh, April, uh, which was a huge achievement to get back to that level, which we'll talk about soon. But um, must just be a little bit of a, a bummer to, to miss out on that being uh, halted and getting that green and gold jersey once more. That's an understatement, yeah. It was yeah. pretty devastating. Um, I think it had been six years since my last Australian team selection. Um, so the opportunity to play this year was um, a long time coming and I guess something I'd worked towards for a long time, but um, it's all right. It is what it is. I'll just have to try to stick it out and have another crack next year. But um, yeah, no, it's devastating, but there's uh, more important and um, other things going on in the world at the moment. So um, yeah, we'll ride this out and see how we go. Have you taken the time to um, sort of refocus? Is it is it been beneficial to you or more of a bit of a hindrance uh, to have that little bit more time to sort of keep working towards um, that next uh, opportunity to get the Opens jersey again? Yeah, um, I guess I've had plenty of breaks over the last um, few years. So I guess I don't really... I'm not the first person to need a break, but it has been sort of nice just to wind down. I guess life gets so busy and um, busy with work and, and touch and, and other things. So um, I guess the time away has been a blessing. I've tried to keep on top of my fitness. Um, no touch being played, obviously, but um, yeah, the break's been been welcome. But um, yeah, it'll be, I think I'm going to struggle to get back into it a little bit. But um, no, I think it's exciting to, we'll be raring to go once um, we're allowed to play again. So we'll get into the backstory of it. Like I said, it's, it's a good one. I'm looking forward to, to hearing the background <laughs> on it. Um, but where did it all start for you? Where, where, about to be, where did you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up in Manly. Um, so born and bred here on the northern beaches and started playing touch. I think um, I would have been about 12 years old um, down in the Junior State Cup. Um, so yeah, that's where I started. I had a friend who played and got my sister and I into it and it's just all got me to here today. 
Yeah, we'll touch on uh, your sister as well. It wasn't going to be too long before she was mentioned. Obviously, an Australian uh, Women's Open representative in her own right. But um, I, I'm guessing that there might have been quite a bit of uh, competitive rivalry in the old backyard with a few uh, games of touch footy over the years. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we were lucky not to sort of be in... We're in different age groups, so we never had to compete directly with each other for teens until we got a bit older but um yeah we played backyard footy with um with some friends and they definitely got very heated but um yeah no it's been a blessing to be able to play with um my sister growing up I guess the whole family's into it um my dad's the mascot of Manly Touch he's doesn't miss a training <laughs> session, so. um no it's been great to to have uh Laura involved it makes it um that much better so starting down at manly um getting into the junior state cup representative side of things such a massive tournament um in new south wales that one great exposure for for young kids coming through um when did you start to really um show signs of um potential i I guess you could say and did you start to make any other representative teams were you getting picked in school rep sides as well um yeah here and there um i played um, I guess my first under-14s division, I guess my first opportunity to play um, the regional uh, competition, I missed out on selection, um, but then got pulled in sort of um, when someone had to pull out. So managed to get my way into the team there. And that was my first Scorpions um, team. Um, made a few school sort of regional teams, but... Um, I guess I never really made any state teams or anything like that. Um, as a junior, it was more once I got older that I um, started to make those teams. But um, oh, I was trying to be there knocking on the door. But um, yeah, it's really tough. I played um, with against people like Alicia Quirk, who's now an Australian Rugby Sevens player. And um, so some really talented players that I got to um, grow up playing against. So it was a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, I just kept persevering and I just loved to play touch. So stuck around and got my crack eventually. Were there any other sports that uh, caught your interest as a, a young kid growing up? Were you pretty athletic? Yeah, I tried everything. Um, anything I could get my hands on. I think I played basketball. Um, I was a terrible soccer player. Um, <laughs> I tried netball for a while. Um, tag, but touch was the one that um, I guess I enjoyed the most and excelled at the most. But um, yeah, I'd like to try my hand at everything, but touch seemed to be the, the best one there. So moving through, as you may mention, it wasn't until sort of you started progressing out of your um, probably youth stage that you, you started to get noticed a little bit more. Was the next main step for you moving from the Manly Junior side of things into their senior sort of program? Did you did it take you long to get into the open scene there? Um, no, I think I would have been about 14 or so, um, I think, when I first started playing with the Manly Women's Opens team. I had a few years uh, with the under-20s team and then um, we sort of moved up into that Opens age group. Um, We had an awesome team, some brewing girls from um, Manly, um, the whole Berryman family and um, Sue Chitty and Linda Robertson and um, Chloe Donovan, Rachel Cleave, who are incredible touch players and um, have played for New South Wales and Australia themselves. And um, so, yeah, we had a great experience and a really great culture there. 
um, moving, I guess, from that youth age group into open. So um, it was definitely a, a challenge sort of making that step up. Um, we had a long, tough slog um, on our Friday night Borden Cups, playing the likes of uh, Canterbury and East and West. So, um, but no, it was a great experience and an awesome club to play for. So very lucky in that respect. It's quite common as well that you, you see um, in female side of things that um, the athletes seem to develop a lot quicker in terms of the open side of things. Like to see a 14 year old playing at an opens level, what were you thinking at that stage or was it just, you know, you're a kid, it was water off a duck's back, we'll just go out and play footy, it doesn't matter. We did, I guess, I was the most nervous kid. I would be spewing my guts up before oh, a game no. at half time. I was terrible. Um, yeah, but I had a lot of nerves, but obviously it had great um, teammates who were really supportive. And then Barry Gibson, um, who's been my coach for, I don't know how long, um, was amazing as well and he knows me better than I know myself and um, sort of I think he made me captain one game against um, East Roosters who had the Judds playing at that time and um, sort of said to me this is as hard as it's going to get like this is the toughest situation you captain against the best team um, there is playing at the moment and like anything else like this is as hard as it's going to get and that sort of something that I've gone back to, I guess, um, is that, all right, I've played harder games than this and I've played tougher players than this and that sort of helped ease my nerves, but it did take a while, I'll be honest. Yeah, so you made mention of uh, Barry Gibson and the influence that he's had on your career there just uh, specifically, but we might delve into that a little bit uh, deeper because he has been such a a big part of of your touch football career, but also the success that Manly's had. what are the, the sort of specific um, things that he's really done to improve your game, but also uh, the Manly uh, Women's Open side as a whole? He's been with him since I was 13 years old and um, he is just brilliant, really smart. Um, I guess the way he thinks about the game is unlike anyone I've met in touch football. He's just... Like five years ahead, um, he's yeah, he's just knows sort of what he wants to do with the team, and um, he's absolutely got the best out of me um, as a player and as a person. Um, him and his wife Michelle are unbelievable people, and um, are great friends of mine. Sort of away from touch football as well, um, but he's just super smart um always we're always learning I guess whenever I come away from a season and think oh we need to be doing this or that he's two steps ahead of me um yeah he's just brilliant and um has been absolutely the biggest influence on my touch career and um I'm yeah completely grateful to him for um everything sort of that I've achieved both inside and outside of touch is just amazing um but has also yeah provided me with some incredible opportunities and he's built um an unbelievable program there at Manly and uh I guess all the players who I'm playing with now and who are um up and coming with Manly are sort of reaping the benefits of that as well so um yeah I couldn't speak more highly of Baz Went through uh, quite a golden run there, the, the Manly Women's Open side, State Cups, Borden Cups. Uh, talk us through that, that golden run and the success that you had. 
and the litter of stars that you had in the team at the time as well. Yeah, oh, it was amazing. I um, I unfortunately missed most of it as a player. I was on the sideline for a lot of it. Um, up until this last state cup, I thought I was cursed because <laughs> every tournament I um, captained, I lost. So mm. um, I think my, my Laura's got me there with um, all the championships she's captain the team too. But um, yeah, we had an incredible run. We just, I think it was... The culmination of years of hard work, I spoke, I sort of said earlier that we had a really tough slog when we first came to the Opens level and um, we'll be losing games every Friday night. And I think if we lost to the likes of the Bulldogs or East by a couple of tries, we'd be stoked. It'd be like we won. But, um, so it was a long time coming. And I guess just for the girls to finally um, sort of, be able to tick that win off and that just sort of rolled into the next thing and the next thing. So um, it was awesome. Yeah, just really great to witness. Um, I guess really pleased for Baz to be able to, um, I guess, tick those goals for him. I know they were goals he'd had for a really long time. And um, yeah, it was great. And obviously we've got the most incredible players um, at the Manly Club, like Sir Hannah Dybul and Sam Rogers and Steph Maolo, Shelley Davis. Like, it's just um, amazing. They're beautiful girls on and off the field and um, heaps of fun to play with. So, um, yeah, that was it was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, we had some awesome wins in that time. Um, we might touch on 2011 for you um, individually quite a big year in terms of achievements starting off with selection in the Australian youth team 18 girls captain of that side as well but also went to the senior world cup in the same year in the Australian mixed open um probably a two-part question we'll, we'll touch on captaining uh the 18 girls to start with and and what that meant for you and and that tournament but then secondly did you expect the call-up for the Mix Open? Was that a surprise? And, and, and what an amazing experience that would have been uh, over there in Edinburgh as well. I guess that Australian A-team squad was my first um, taste of any sort of um, Australian program. Um, it was an awesome team and a great experience, sort of an introduction into the Australian programs. Um, and to, I guess, to captain the team, that was um, a massive honour. It was, yeah, not many people get to say they captain their country. And, um, yeah, I love that whole experience and I'm friends with the girls from that team and that squad um, to this day. So um, that was awesome. And then I guess that just led me into, um, I was lucky to have that introduction then into the open program as well um that was a massive shock making that squad let alone the team and um i think i went to um an ntl and just played in a fun mixed team um i don't even know how many games we won it wasn't many but um yeah i must have done something right and got myself in squad after that and just thought i'd yeah take the opportunity and learn and the most unbelievable experience with that team it was um a really unique environment um the coaches bernie morrison and tony Tashi were so um committed to the mixed game and and to um the players there and i guess um getting to go across to edinburgh was unbelievable it was 
the best experience. We had so much fun over there connecting with all the other teams and um, exploring the city and um, playing against all the other countries. It was just amazing. So to be 18 and um, going over there and um, experiencing my first World Cup, it was just unbelievable. I couldn't have asked for a better introduction to um, the Australian Opens program. So yeah, it was a big year and very exciting. And I guess one of the um, highlights of my career to date, definitely. You spoke about your nerves a little earlier on. How are the nerves uh, walking out? <laughs> uh, well, obviously the, the team made the final as well, won the final. Pretty hard uh, match against New Zealand as well. Um, how were the nerves on that day? Oh my God, it was so <laughs> stressful. Um, I didn't play that game. I sat off. But just um, our poor wingers, Sarah Spacey and Kristen Boss, had to play a whole game on the wing. Um, the poor girls. So, um, yeah, I would just chat to them and um, make sure they got as much water as they could. And I guess I think that final, we were down 3-0 within about five minutes. So, um, super stressful. But, um, yeah, we came out win on top of that game and um, won the World Cup. It was, yeah, it was amazing. By then I'd hoped my, my nerves had <laughs> calmed down a little bit. I'd reined them in a bit, but yeah, it was awesome. Edinburgh was beautiful and um, yeah, that whole experience was just unbelievable. Back uh, on home soil in 2012, I think it was, uh, State of Origin series started to roll around and, and get back on the calendar. Uh, Port Macquarie, I think that year, was that your debut for New South Wales in the Women's Open? Yeah, um, they'd, I think we didn't play in 2010. So that was my, um, I'd been in a 20s squad before then, but this is my first opportunity um, to play for New South Wales. And um, yeah, it was so much fun. We, Pete Forrester was our coach, um, who's unbelievable. And um, yeah, to play with the likes of Louise Winchester um, is always amazing. So um, and my sister was in that team as well. So, um, yeah, that was, that was great fun. What are your experiences uh, against the Queenslanders in the Origin Series? Uh, obviously experiencing World Cups and representing Australia, but um, talk us through what the State of Origin Series is uh, to play at the elite level. Oh, it's something different, isn't it? It's like, it's a completely different feeling. And you sort of play, depending on when it's been scheduled, you sort of best mates with all your friends from Queensland um, when you play a Trans-Tasman series and then you're um, not their best friend sort of during State of Origin. It's, um, it's a completely different experience and everyone's so passionate about it. Um, but it was awesome. I haven't had much luck. I think out of the three series I've played with one, one up in Queensland. Um, so not a great deal of luck there, but um i love state of origin super passionate about the blues and um yeah looking forward to next year's um clash yes unfortunately another one that got affected with uh coronavirus this year i think as we speak right now we were supposed to be uh this weekend i think potentially so yeah fingers crossed it's it's locked in 2021 coffs harbour home soil so i'm sure the blues will be rallying around that one we'll be looking forward to that um (laughs) <laughs> the on-field performances still continued from that point on. Uh, 2013 was probably the next big achievement for you. Getting your Australian Women's Open uh, debut um, 
what was it like there to get the um the green and gold jersey in the women's open side this time? Yeah, that was amazing. I guess I'd um I'd played a couple I played the World Cup and the series before in the mixed team, um, which I loved, but I guess um for a female playing our sport the um pinnacle is that Australian women's opens team and um they've had such an unbelievable um team and success and um I guess absolutely that was something that I'd strived for and um to finally make that in 2013 was amazing but um I was sick as a dog at that tournament so I was struggling with a sinus infection but um no I had an absolute ball that was um that was probably the toughest or one of the toughest series um, I've played. They had a super strong New Zealand team um, with the likes of Niall Williams playing. And, um, yeah, it was really tough, super fast. I think that's one of the fastest women's games I've ever played um, during that series. But, um, yeah, it was an awesome achievement and I'm really proud to have finally made that team um, in 2013. So. Did it again in 2014, Mudgy on home soil on that occasion. Um, pretty another successful campaign there. Um, probably from that point on, when I would have been on the World Cup in 2015. Um, now you you were named in the mixed uh, squad, I believe. Um, did yeah. you? Uh, sorry for prying in, but did you miss out on selection on the women's open? Was that something that you were disappointed in, and you end up going back to mixed? Yeah, I did. So I was in the women's squad. Um, I guess I was probably struggling with my fitness at that time um, and missed out on the on the women's team, unfortunately. But um, I made the mixed team, um, which was awesome. I was very stoked to... I love the mixed game. It's so much fun to play. So um, I guess I'm pretty happy to... Um, be able to represent Australia in whatever capacity. So, um, but yeah, made the made the mixed team um, for that World Cup, which would have been fun until I had a little injury. Um, yeah, let's talk NTL. about it. Yeah, so <laughs> NTL, um, in terms of timing for the tournaments, NTL came first. Um, the World Cup wasn't that far afterwards, both in Coffs Harbour. I think it was only a month separating. But talk us through what happened to that NTL just prior to the World Cup. Yeah, so I was playing my second game and um, we were defending our line and I think I was chasing Sammy Hopkin um, and sort of was trying to read a switch and just change direction and my knee gave way. Um, So I'd never had experienced that before. So it just felt like my knee gave way. I wasn't sure what happened. Um, We went and got scans and... Um, got a call, or the physios at the fields got a call from the um, radiologists and they'd said that um, I had torn my meniscus and that was sort of it. So I had a bit of hope there where I thought, all right, I can see, we can see how we go there. Um, And then about an hour later, we got another call that hadn't completely read the report and I'd done my ACL as well. So unfortunately, missed out on... um, that World Cup and um, yeah I guess I heard of ACL injuries and just thought I'd be an absolute mess if it ever happened to me but um, I guess where I was at um, mentally and sort of having been around um, being playing at a high level and pretty consistently for 
quite a period of time um, sort of took it as a bit of a blessing to give the body a rest. And um, I was really lucky at that World Cup in Coffs Harbour. Um, TFA gave me um, a position as a mentor for the women's sort of side of the program. So um, it was awesome. I felt so included. I got to go and travel and spend my time with the mixed team and um, just, yeah, be on the sideline with them, be in their camp, be part of their whole preparation and um, that whole experience in Coffs Harbour. So I was super, super lucky that um, they gave me that opportunity. It was awesome to sort of still be a part of it. Um, but, yeah, that was um, a tough blow to um, have done the ACL um, at that, that close to um, the biggest tournament that we sort of play. But it is what it is. And, yeah, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise, um, I guess, for where I was at. Um, mentally and probably physically as well so um talk us through the rehab obviously um there's a lot of people that are probably tuning in well myself included talking to you acl victim myself i know what it's oh. like wouldn't have been uh, <laughs> uh as uh probably com um competitive to, to get back to the field as what you would have been but when you first did it uh, i'm sure there was probably a, a bit of a reflection time but did it take you long to sort of work out you know, what your next goals were? Did you automatically think, I just want to rehab, get fit again and get back out on the field as soon as possible? I was really lucky. Um, Chloe Butcher um, is one of our manly players. She also plays for New South Wales in the women's 30s. She um, he works for a, a knee surgeon and she is an absolute angel um, on earth. She got me in for my surgery um, within a week, I think. Um, so it was, yeah, pretty much because that was so quick, it just got me straight into um, my rehab. I've got an awesome physio here on the Northern Beaches at Alambi Sports Physio. And um, he, yeah, he sort of knows how I tick as well. So um, made a competition out of my rehab. So he would sort of play me off against some of his other ACL patients and um so that would get my competitiveness going and um that really helped me with the rehab but um I guess I also spent a lot of time because that was around the start of the season so um we sort of then flew um moved into Vaughan Cup preparations and that so I spent um my whole time still around the girls Baz kept me super involved um helping out with the coaching side um, so I think for me that first time around, I, um, being around, staying around the sport really helped me cause I, um, yeah, just could stick around. I wanted to show the girls that I was doing the work to get back. And, um, I guess what I took from that experience is that it just taught me how to work hard again, um, which is probably something that I was, um, losing, um, before I did my knee so sort of really got me back to all right doing things properly and um, getting my body ready for the sport and just really working hard made me realize how much I wanted to be playing so um, yeah it's a tough slog I'm not gonna lie uh, you know it's not <laughs> um, fun by any means or the rehab but um, no it was I did all the right things I think and um, got myself back in that 12 months so finally did get back um now 
It takes another twist, unfortunately. <laughs> um, on on the field, you, you managed to get back though for for a few months, I think it was, and um, yeah. state cup, I think it was the next one. So playing in a, another yeah. major tournament, and yeah. the ACL goes again. Um, yes. Talk us talk us through that. Like obviously, the first time around, you just spoke about you know you had the positive mindset. Um, you thought it might have been a good thing for you almost at that time. But second time around, how did you handle it? I was at State Cup. I think I'd been back um, maybe nine months or so. Um, But, yeah, sort of similar thing. We were attacking and I I was actually super fit going into that tournament. Felt really good. Um, Had been training well and was strong. My legs were super strong. Um, But, yeah, just sort of um, was getting to dummy half and put myself in um the perfect position where it was sort of unavoidable um and it just went we've actually got a picture hannah dibel's mum sandra actually got a picture the split second before oh, i no. did it so <laughs> it does it's nothing oh, for I, it, but it's it. like <laughs> <laughs> I can't i know i can't oh. either but it's that last step and you i showed that to chloe um butcher and she just was like yeah it was that angle and i was twisting so um, yeah, that was a massive blow. Um, yeah, that was sort of the opposite reaction of the last one. It was very devastating, lots of tears um, for a while. And um, I think my poor sister, she took it harder than I did. She couldn't even look at me or come towards me um, when I did it. She just had to walk away. But yeah. um, so that was really hard. And I guess my family has seen... Um, all the work I'd put in to get myself back. So that was sort of, um, and a lot of support from the Manly Club and my teammates as well. So that was a pretty heavy blow. Um, And it was early on in the tournament too. So um, four girls were down to 13 and a really tough, hot state cup. But um, they did me proud and and won that, um, that state cup as well. But um, yeah, I guess what I, Again, like after all the devastation, tried to turn that um, experience into a positive as well. Um, I guess I'd been planning or wanting to go and live overseas and um, do some travel. And I sort of said no to the opportunity to go the year before because I wanted to sort of make my comeback um, for touch for that next state cup. And um, I guess doing it again was just my sign. I took that as my sign from the universe that it was time to um, go and do other things. So um, not long after that, I'd sort of booked my ticket and got my visa and moved off to the UK. So, um, yeah, again, yeah, pretty devastating and and tough to cop once you, after you've worked pretty hard to get back to a particular level. But, um, yeah, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had the experience I had um, over in the UK uh, for 12 months. So... Yeah, you get positives out of everything, I think. Talk about um, your experience over there in the UK. What did you get up to? Was it a working holiday or just a bit of a travel? Or Yeah, no, it was a working holiday. So I worked over there. I lived there for about 12 months. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, lots of eating and drinking mainly. Yes. But um, I did... Um, uh, I was introduced to an awesome touch club over there um, called Hot Custard. Um, they're a lot of fun. Um, they know how to um, play hard and party hard, that's for sure. But um, 
no, they were awesome. And we played in some really great tournaments over there, um, some of their national tournaments. And they have teams from Paris and Wales and Scotland and the likes um, coming to play. So um, that was a lot of fun just to be able to um, play over there with some people from all over, people from Australia, New Zealand, Scotland, England, South Africa. So, um, yeah, that was an awesome experience and did a few little sessions with some of their um, rep teams and that. But, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And I think, um, I guess I moved over there about six months into my rehab for my um, second ACL injury. So um, I really gave my body a a good break um, from TUP. So, um, yeah, I think it was so much fun. But, uh, yeah, I moved back um, in August 2018. So, um, yeah, it was a very fun 12 months and got a bit of travel done. So, yeah, tick some boxes that I've been wanting to tick for a long time. Yeah, that's great. So even on a working holiday, you still managed to find touch. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a great experience. In the back of your mind, though were you always thinking about whether you would come back home and get back into the competitive side of things were, were there um sort of thoughts in your head whether you would go down that track again or was it always once i rehab i'm, I'm going to go for it again no i'm too competitive not to i guess um i'm a very goal-oriented person and still had um goals that i hadn't achieved um so yeah there was no question I was coming back and um I guess when I moved back I was only sort of 25 or 26 so um plenty of time still to um play and get back into it um I guess yeah the goals that I still wanted to get to was winning that state cup um which I hadn't done as a player um and then the other ones playing for Australia with my sister so Still got that one to tick off, but um, yeah, I think I'll still be still be going until I can um, tick those couple off if possible. But um, yeah, I was watching all tournaments um, at all hours of the day and night um, while I was over there. <laughs> I'm a bit of a Dutch head, so I had all the Vaughan Cup finals and State Cup finals um, on my phone, so I didn't miss anything. Um, the girls actually at the State Cup, they played while I was away. They, um, Anthony Dudek FaceTimed me um, in the final when they were in the lineup singing the anthem. So um, I was on FaceTime singing the anthem with the girls oh, from the awesome. UK. Um, so I got to see them all before they played and after they won. So, yeah, I was, yeah, definitely still part of it all from over there. How was the headspace um, coming back second time around? Uh, first time, it's probably always a little bit nervous, first game. Um, we, we, we touched on your nerves already quite a few times, but coming back from a second ACL, it can be quite mentally scarring um, for those that have done it once, let alone twice. But how was the headspace coming back onto the field for the first time? Yeah, surprisingly good. I thought I would be a nervous wreck and that I'd be stressing about it the whole time. Um, but... I wasn't. I don't know why. I think, I guess I knew I'd done my rehab again. I knew I'd done everything right. Um, I had a brilliant surgeon, so I knew the surgery was perfect. Um, so, yeah, I guess like there's, there's risk playing our sport with injuries anyway, but I think if I'd done everything right on my end, um, 
there's no reason to sort of stress but um yeah surprisingly i was okay started to get a bit more momentum again getting back in the swing of things in the in the open side no doubt the confidence was starting to get up um the introduction of the nrl touch premiership was a, a new concept that sort of evolved out from the elite eight um a lot of success at elite eight level as well we should probably touch on with with the scorpions um but the premiership as a whole um playing for Parramatta, I think was your first uh, experience in that competition. How did you find uh, getting involved in, in that again and coming up against, again, some of the, the stars across the country at an Opens level? That was awesome. It's such a cool experience. I get, I'm a massive rugby league fan, so um, to be able to play on those, um, at those grounds is just amazing. Um, and I guess the opportunity we had to... Um, sort of travel around a bit. I know our team got to go across to New Zealand and play. It was just unbelievable. Um, I guess the girls are super supportive of me and um, helped me get back sort of in shape and um, back around playing, I guess, the speed that um, the Manly girls do. But, um, yeah, it was it was so much fun. Um, a really great concept and um, an awesome opportunity for all of our touch players to be able to travel around and um, play at some of these grounds that we usually only sort of see on TV or attend as a spectator. So um, that was awesome. Only could have been made better if we were wearing manly colours. Yeah, well, that was, I was going to touch on that. It's particularly yeah. uh, you play for Parramatta. If you look at the rugby league side of things, the rivalry between manly and Parramatta is, uh, is huge. Um, it was just the way um, it's obviously developing the, the competition. Parramatta were the side that, Manly aligned to at the time, but who knows? Hopefully there's a Sea Eagles team on the premiership and you guys can have some home games at Brookie in the future. That'd be amazing. Coming probably through that tournament and playing for Manly again, did you start to think, um, I'm almost getting back to where I was, I'm playing good footy, and then again, you touched on the goal of, of trying to get to the Australian Women's Open side. When did it sort of click that, you know, I could be a chance of getting back into that green and goal? I trained pretty hard I joined a gym here when I got back and got right into training and was um yeah just trying to get as fit as I could and um trying to sort of play as best I could for our manly team um I guess before the 2019 world cup I went along to um the mix opens camp in orange so really grateful that um, Mick Lovett gave me the opportunity to just come down and um provide some numbers down there and I guess just being in that environment again and sort of picking up um sort of things that I'd done before and picking up the pace again um sort of just made me think oh okay I can I've still I think I'm still good enough and um, I'm sort of running okay so that gave me a lot of confidence sort of being back in that environment and um, being able to handle one of those camps um, again and, um, yeah, just sort of kept trying from there. So as we made mention right at the start, um, the Trans-Tasman this year, you were named in the Australian Women's Open side. Um, talk about um, the emotions that you got um, at that stage, obviously going through the double Rico, like we said, but also a six-year gap between the last time you did represent Australia at the Australian Women's Open. What a massive achievement. Yeah, that was um, 
it was awesome. It was such a brilliant experience to be back, um, even in the squad. Um, just the talent of the girls there. Um, I guess the environment um, at the camp was so much fun. I guess I was just so excited to be back in that environment. Um, I've got a really good relationship with um, Swain Ravelli and um, have sort of known him since the 2013 Trans-Tasman. And, um, yeah, I think just being in that environment was was unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I love the whole experience. And then I guess to get the phone call from Swingers was um, something I'll never forget. I, um, there were a few tears. I was very excited, very proud. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, I guess a awesome reward for, um, a lot of hard work and, um, yeah, it was just a lot of relief to finally get back there. Um, so yeah, it was great. Um, obviously again, yeah, disappointing that we didn't get to play this year, but, um, I think even just to, have that selection next to my name um, is a massive tick um, for a goal for me. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll just have to keep going and hopefully yeah. next year I'll try to do it again and actually get to play. So, Oh, fingers crossed. And hopefully it, everyone, I'm sure everyone's behind you that it does happen yeah. because uh, – like we've gone through it's been a tough, tough uh, road to get to where you are but uh, amazing achievement to to get to that point so we've got everything crossed that's going to happen for you next Thank year you. <laughs> <laughs> um we'll, we'll get into a little bit of a not so serious stuff to sort of finish off on or we might just um touch on again um barry was obviously uh, one coach we've mentioned you've probably had some other coaches but along the way. Are there any other people that really stand out in, in having a ma major influence uh, in your career along the road? I guess it's hard to go past Baz. He's been my coach for um, a long time. I guess Anthony Dudek um, is another one. He's around um, was really involved with um, our manly women team. He um, was a huge part of um, where our manly women's program got to. And um, he's been an unbelievable part of um, my journey. Um, I guess also my sister and my family, um, I guess to be able to play for so many years with um, your sibling and best friend, it's, um, yeah, you just cherish every sort of moment that we get to play together and um, our family get to sort of travel around. Mum and dad love it. They get to hang out with their friends and, um, watch their daughters play touch and like they've made some unbelievable friends from um, us playing touch. So yeah, I'd say they'd be pretty huge influences on, on my career. What about on the other side of the field, some of the competitors that you've come up against uh, in your career? Are there any that stand out, some of the, the tough um, players that you've played against? <laughs> oh, you can't go past the ways Winchester. Mm. Um, She's the ultimate competitor. She, um, yeah, she, I've played in serve, been lucky enough to play with her and have her as a coach. But um, to be standing on the other side of the field to her and her sister, Claire, um, is, yeah, always the biggest challenge. Um, and I guess the biggest challenge that I've had um, on a touch field, they just, um, 
yeah, they're just, they've got so much fight in them and so much competitiveness and passion and um, they inspire all the people around them, um, which makes for a really tough um, sort of uh, game when you're, when you're playing against them. But um, yeah, I don't think you can go past Weezo as a, opposition she's just unbelievable you you said before that you're a massive touchhead and there's a lot of people out there that are huge touchheads i'm sure there's a few tuning into this um but have you got any interests outside of the sport any hobbies what do you do to keep your mind away from touch football if you can yeah um i love going to the gym we've got a really cool gym here on the northern beaches that um myself and laura and jess mccall go to regularly so we're very much into that um but um, I'm a pretty big nerd, so um, I've been listening recently to the Harry Potter books read by Stephen Fry. Oh, so I've wow. been right into that, um, <laughs> and I've also been knitting in ISO, so I've been Jeez. making scarves and few beanies, so I think... Um, I've got my beanie here. Wow, that's pretty to- good. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, yeah, I'd got, yeah, different hobbies outside of touch. Um, work keeps me busy too. I work in HR, so, um, yeah, but I've always got something to keep me occupied. Very good. Um, obviously a lot of downtime. Are you, uh, are you a binge watcher of Netflix, Stan, or anything like that? What are you, what are you watching at the moment? Yeah, um, right into MasterChef at the moment. Um, I get very into that. So that's um, what I'm sort of binging at the moment. I'm, um, I love watching them cook and something mum and Laura and I sort of talk about and um, we love our MasterChef. Um, also watching Killing Eve, which is on Stan. Um, so that's an awesome series um, about a serial killer and a um, <laughs> MI6 agent. So it's really good. It's really funny. Um, and I watched The Last Dance as well with Michael Jordan. Oh, how um, good. In the documentary. So that was unbelievable. If I had half of his motivation, I'd be going far. He's unbelievable. So oh, it was yeah, great. Been writing- um, you mentioned MasterChef there. Do you fancy yourself in the kitchen? Are you going to be a future contestant? What's your go-to? Yeah, I did. I did um, a cook for the butter and ginger. Um, oh yes, I made a um, salmon stir fry with ginger veggies. But um, no, I love to cook. It's um, yeah, it's lots of fun. I love finding different recipes. I've got um, a nice big stack of cookbooks um, at home now. So. Um, yeah, I think mum and, and Laura especially are um, not too happy that I don't live at home anymore because they get to reap the benefits. But, um, no, I love to cook. And especially when MasterChef's on, I'll um, try my luck at a few of their recipes. But, yeah, it's lots of fun. Final one for you. Uh, we appreciate the time that you've given uh, tonight to have a chat. Um, obviously, we've touched on quite a lot of the ups and downs of, of your career. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of young players out there that have had injuries or adversity throughout their game. Um, but what, what advice, or if there's a piece of advice that you could give someone who's sort of got ambitions or goals to make it to the top level one day, uh, but for some particular reason might not be getting there at this stage, what piece of advice could you give them? 
Yeah, um, I guess for me to be always find the positive in whatever the situation, I guess, um, in all the setbacks I've had, whether it's my injuries or not being selected in teams or things like that, um, I've always tried to turn it into a positive and, and a reason to sort of work harder or um, just keep persevering. Um, so I definitely say that, I guess, um, yeah, you're going to miss out on teams and you're going to probably get injured and um, things might not always go your way. But um, if you use that as motivation to um, train a bit harder or um, improve your weaknesses or um, something like that, then, um, yeah, you'll eventually eventually get there. you just got to keep persevering. Oh, that's great advice. Uh, like I said, uh, thank you for your time. It was a great story. Um, more to come, like we said. We've, we uh, really hope uh, you, you get that green and gold jersey again uh, next year for the Trans-Tasman. It'll be a fairy tale uh, for you. Hopefully it does occur. Um, all the best um, for that occurring and um, hopefully you can stay fit and healthy on the field. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. Well, what a great chat that was with Sarah. Um, amazing test of character to, to get through those major injuries that she had and to get back to the peak and into the Australian Women's Open team. That dang coronavirus has uh, impacted a lot of people and uh, fortunately put a halt on, on Sarah being able to get back onto the field and tick that box uh, yet again. Who knows, uh, she might be able to, to get that uh, bucket list item of playing with her sister Laura in the uh, Australian Women's Open side as well. We've got all fingers crossed, like Lube mentioned, that uh, that can happen sooner rather than later. And things are starting to, to get a little bit of momentum uh, here in Australia. And it might be a return to play, hopefully not too far away. Um, more episodes coming of the Late Switch podcast. Plenty more guests uh, line up to jump on and talk about their touch football lives. Um, so stay tuned to Touch Football Australia's social media pages for details of upcoming episodes. But until next time, my name's Scotty Matt. Stay healthy, have fun and love the game. Peace.